0: Welcome to Soccer Perspective for Parents, where we'll be discussing what the coaches and refs really wish you, the parent, knew about the beautiful game. The goal of this podcast is to bridge the knowledge gap between the parents, that's you, and the coaches and refs. I will attempt to explain the game and rules in a way you can understand. That way, when you're out there watching Timmy, you can just enjoy the game. Okay, so let me start with the first thing of why there was such a delay in the podcast. I caught COVID a couple weeks ago. During COVID, I was coughing a lot and stuff like that. It tore up my throat, and my throat has just now recovered. So that's why there's been about a two- or three-week gap. I'm sorry about that. I'll attempt to have it not happen again, but, you know, life happens. Today, we're going to go over the USSF, the United States Soccer Federation, rules that are added or changed from the main laws of the game for youth soccer. I'm not going to go over them all. I'm just going to go over the ones that need to be brought up. The show notes will be on the webpage, soccer at If you want to follow along, go to the notes, and there will be a link where you can also go to the rules, the USSF rules. Also, I, I want to add something. I actually just found out a, a rule in the game about the referees and the ball-hitting referees. Uh, it happened in one of my soccer games, and I didn't know about this rule. So I want to bring this up. I talked to my buddy who's a ref. It's apparently happened about two years ago. It's a change in the game from when I played and now, or from when I refed and now. And it's also, I find it kind of weird because I feel like it goes against the rules of the game as well, or the laws of the game. But it's about what happens when the ball hits a referee. Now in the laws of the game and the way I understood it and the way it used to be, the ball hit the referee, play on, referees is part of the field so you just play it the referee is still considered part of the field but now if the ball hits the referee and three things happen then you have a drop ball so if the ball goes into into one of the goals or a goal scored after it hits the referee you have a drop ball uh, if the team possessing the ball changes so if a team is playing it and it hits the referee and goes to the other team you have also have a drop ball where it hit the referee or it hits one of the teams and And they give a a promising chance to score. Then you also referee will stop play and you'll get a drop ball there. So he's still part of the field. But if he affects any of those things, like the ball goes, a goal scored off of him, the team possessing the ball changes or one of the teams gets a promising chance to score. Then play is stopped and there's a drop ball. This is something new to me. I didn't realize this. It was this way until. I was playing a game, uh, last week, last Monday, and it happened in our game and he called it. So it was something I wanted to bring up. The USSF youth soccer rules. Rule 101 definitions it has a bunch of definitions in here that I think are important for the rules or important for the parents to know. I will pull out a couple that I think are of value. So you have the USYSA, United States Youth Soccer Association, Incorporated it's the largest youth affiliate and member of US soccer which governs soccer in the US it's not the only member it's not the only youth member of US soccer though but it is the largest and odds are if your kid plays youth soccer they probably play under the. US YSA umbrella so a youth player is an individual who is an amateur and who has not reached 20 years of age prior to to December 31st for the current seasonal year. A guest player. A registered player participating in a competition for a team to which the player is not rostered for purposes of league play. So generally uh, a player registered for a tournament. A player. A youth player registered in accordance with USYSA and state association rules. A classic league. An interclub league in which the use of tryouts, invitations, recruiting, or any similar process to roster players selectively to any team based on talent or ability is permitted. And one or more league rules restricts the way players may be rostered to participating teams. Real quick, I want to go over the difference between interclub and intra club. Interclub is Clubs competing against each other. Inter-club is teams that are all part of the same club competing against each other. Easy way of saying that is inter-club is competing outside of the club. Intra-club is competing inside of the club. They talk about this. They use these two terms a little bit in the next couple definitions. I just wanted to hit it in case you didn't know. Premier League. An interclub league in which no rule restricts the way players may be rostered to participating teams except for rules that define and prohibit unethical recruiting behavior or limit the participation of players previously rostered to another team. Recreational League An intra-club league in which the use of tryouts, invitations, recruiting, or any similar process to roster players to any team based on talent or ability is prohibited. The club administering the league accepts as participants in the league any eligible use, subject to reasonable terms of registration. A system of rostering players is used to establish a fair or balanced distribution of player talent among all leagues participating, and league rules require each player must play at least one half of each game except for reasons of injury, illness, or discipline. Recreational Plus League, an in or intra-club league in which the use of tryouts, invitations, recruiting, or any similar process to roster players selectively to any team based on talent or ability is prohibited. The club or clubs administering the league accept as participants in the league all eligible use, subject to reasonable terms or registration, and... The league does not otherwise meet the definition of recreational league. Tournament Team A team that includes guest players and is put together for the sole purpose of playing in a tournament or other approved non-league competition. Guest Player A registered player participating in a competition for a team to which the player is not rostered for purposes of league play. Rule 103 Gender of Teams Two types of team genders. Teams with only females are girls teams. So there's no boys. All other teams are boys teams. Girls can play on the boys teams. Rule 104. Age groups. The Age groups are comprised of youth players who are of age on or before the last day of December of the current year. You have 19 years of age and under. 18 years of age and under. 17 years of age and under. 16 years of age and under. 15 years of age and under. 14 years of age and under. 13 years of age and under. 12 years of age and under. 11 years of age and under. 10 years of age and under. 8 years of age and under. 6 years of age and under. I have seen in a lot of leagues where they'll double up. They'll do like U19- and then they'll have like U-17 and they'll double up every year uh, to make it easier to field teams. Rule 105, state variances. This says that states can make changes to rules 104, the age groups, and 205, roster limitations. Rule 302, substitutions. Except as provided by USYSA or its state associates, Except as provided by USYSA or its state associations, substitutions shall be unlimited except where specified otherwise in the rules and regulations for a special competition. Substitutions may be made with the consent of the referee at any stoppage in play. Rule 303. Lengths of games, overtime periods, and ball specifications. Section 1A gives the length of the game, Overtime periods, ball size, ball circumference, and ball weight for all age groups. Breaking them down in groups to make it easier. You can find the link for the rules, which will have the whole graph in the show notes on the webpage. Game length. Ages 17 through 19, play two 45 minute halves, which is how everybody plays. That's the standard for everybody from 17 and up. Ages 15 to 16, two 40 minute halves. Ages 13 and 14, two 35-minute halves. Ages 11 and 12, two 30-minute halves. Age 10, two 25-minute halves. Age 8, four 12-minute quarters. Ages 6 and under, four 6-minute quarters. Overtime periods. Ages 15 through 19, play two 15-minute halves, which is a standard for everybody above that. Ages 11 through 14, play two 10-minute halves. Ages 10 and under have no overtime periods. Ball size. Ages 13 through 19 use the FIFA standard uh, number 5, which is 27 to 28 inches and 14 to 16 ounces. Ages 10 through 12 use a number 4, which is 25 to 26 inches and weighs in at 11 to 13 ounces. Ages 8 and under use a number 3, which is 23 to 24 inches and weighs 11 to 12 ounces. Number of players. Ages 13 through 19 use the FIFA standard of 11. Ages 11 through 12, no more than 11, but 8 is strongly recommended. Ages 10 and under, no more than 7, with 6 being strongly recommended. Ages 8 and under, no more than 5, but 4 is strongly recommended. Ages 6 and under, No more than four, but three is strongly recommended. Section 1B says that in the case of a tie, penalty kicks will be used to determine the winner. Section 2A gives the same information as above for just ages 10 and under for some reason. Section 2B says that ties will stand and there will be no PKs to determine a winner. Rule 305, Heading. Section 1A, List all the things this rule is mandatory for. Section 2 says that it is not mandatory for USYSA, but they encourage all state associations to follow the rule. Section 3, players 10 and under cannot head the ball directly out of the air and cannot practice it in any organized team setting. If they do, an indirect free kick is awarded to the opposing team. If it is in the penalty area, then the ball is moved outside the penalty area and an indirect free kick is given to the opposing team. Players ages 11 and 12 can head the ball in a game and practice, but coaches must monitor kids to make sure they don't head the ball more than 25 times per week. Speaking from a coach's point of view, how you are going to track that, I have no idea. That's going to be ridiculously difficult. I would probably just tell my kids not to head the ball at all. Players ages 11 and up have no restrictions on heading the ball at any time. I have an issue with the heading rules that I can go into later on, uh, expand more on. I understand why they do it, but I just have a certain issue with it uh, that I may approach at some other point in time. Okay, so some things of note. I couldn't fit the high school and college rules into this podcast, so it will be the next one. I wanted to go ahead and get this one out since it's been a while. The show notes are over on the webpage, there will be a link at the bottom of the notes so you can download the youth soccer rules. I have an email up. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to hit it up. parents at gmail.com. Also, if you're listening, I have a survey up through the email list that I've been doing. If you wouldn't mind going and filling out the survey, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to figure out what kind of content you would like to see in the future, and it would really help me out if you would fill out the survey. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember that the kids are out there for fun, and let's have a good day.